Hi, my name is Yasmin Tarehi, and this is Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one conversations with leading experts in wellness and spirituality. Today's episode is about the power of breathwork to transform your life, remove toxins, and promote vitality. On today's episode, we'll be featuring our guest, Francesca Sitma, a former New Yorker who, after 10 years of chasing an insatiable lifestyle, experienced a radical awakening and went on a quest to find higher purpose. She found herself on a deep self-exploration journey, exploring modalities and retreats all over the world, and became fascinated by the power of breath and the subconscious mind as a catalyst into self-awareness to deconstruct childhood conditioning and social programming. Francesca is now a growth and breathwork coach, also certified in hypnotherapy based in Santa Monica, California. She's dedicated to helping others come into alignment with their highest selves and live more meaningful and impactful lives of purpose. Yeah, excited to dive in and talk about breathwork, which I know has become such a popular topic over the years. Um, Francesca, can you tell us for the audience who might not be familiar to breathwork, what exactly is breathwork and what are some of the kind of different names of breathwork? Yeah. So there's a lot of different styles of breathwork, everything from kind of pranayama to Wim Hof, which can be for energizing or for calming or for boosting immunity, emotional regulation. The style of breathwork that I teach is called a conscious connected breathwork, and it's really more of an experiential therapy. So we're taking more of like these deep, circular, active breaths to really access altered states of consciousness. We're able to access the subconscious mind, get to the root of childhood memories, of different values and beliefs that have been shaped to kind of form our personalities and our habits and our identities. So it's a really deep, pretty intense practice. And I really guide more for breaking psychological patterns. Awesome. And how did you learn the conscious connected breathwork pattern and why why did you choose that pattern over others? Because I know that there's a lot of different frameworks. Yeah. Um, I kind of stumbled upon it, I would say. I think I kind of went on this spiritual sabbatical or ended up being a spiritual sabbatical. And I signed up for this seven-day holotropic breathwork retreat, which is where um, this style really stems from. And it was so beyond fascinating to me, the level of awareness and insights and kind of intuition I was able to access through this more um, accelerated style of breath. And I had played with a little bit of pranayama and gone to, you know, yoga classes and tried meditation, which was all much more mild than this. Um, and I think because I'm, I'm was more of an intense New Yorker, this was the one that really resonated with me because it was so efficient. I was going so deep. It was undeniable and it was creating such huge transformation for me. So it ended up just being the one that I gravitated to and really started learning and studying and following and now teaching. Amazing. And Francesca, how is breathwork different than meditation? And you mentioned that you tried meditation and that breathwork just took you deeper. And so I'm curious if you could maybe explain to the audience what uh, the difference is between and, and you know, why, why breathwork and can they be used, you know, complementary? 
you know, would you, mm. would you use one more, more so than the other? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, they're so vastly different and they both play a very powerful role. Um, I use them both. I do lead with breath work and then I go into meditation and that's a daily practice. The difference I would say is meditation is much more passive than breath work. For meditation, it's really about trying to find this stillness, trying to give ourselves some space between, you know, reaction and response to go inward, to observe our thoughts, to, to kind of let them fall out. Whereas breath work is, or the style that I teach is more intentional it's more active. Um, we're actually stimulating different parts of the brain rather than just quieting it down and giving ourselves kind of that, that moment of stillness or that 15, 10 minutes of stillness every day. Um, like I said, there's different breathwork practices to be more calming, to be more energizing. The one I teach is really for self-awareness. It's a really a catalyst to get into your childhood memories, the events that have shaped your life, to break different behavior patterns. So it's a bit more intense. It's a bit more active. And it's really for deep transformation where I think meditation serves its purpose for sure. Um, but again, completely different functions. Francesca, um, how fast does breath work work? You know, oftentimes uh, meditation is kind of a daily practice. Um, do you need to do breath work every day for it to really make a difference? Have you seen transformations in one session or would you say there's like a threshold of maybe several months or a year or so of breath work, at least a daily practice of breath work? No, I think most people will come out of their breath, their first breath work session and say that they feel they had a really powerful experience. I've had several people tell me after one time their life has changed. They got a completely different perspective. They had a release like they've never experienced before. I think when it comes to impact um, over duration or frequency, breath work is, is very impactful, whereas meditation, it kind of takes a while to train your mind to become that still and to find that kind of like cloudy, blissful feeling that we can get to sometimes. But with breath work within the first five minutes, because of the way we're oxygenating our body, it's undeniable, the physical, emotional experience that you're having. Um, so one time in breath work, you'll def definitely feel it. I usually tell people to give it three times to where you can actually set an intention, get to the root of the behavior you want to transcend or the moment or the emotion or the person. Um, that's when we can start becoming really skilled, skilled mm. at the breath work and guiding it for, um, whatever our given purpose or issue is that we're working on at that time. Amazing. And can you walk us through the process? How does a session work? Um, and then also, is there a difference between a breathwork session with a group versus one-on-one? -on -one? What are some of the benefits for each? Yes. So the way that a breathwork session with me works is that we start with some intention setting and bringing some content to the surface. So I might have people do some journal prompts. I might just ask them maybe some triggering questions. Um, we might do some shares in the beginning just to get really deliberate and focused on what we want to work on in that session. And then everyone will lay down on their backs and do a two-part inhale and one-part exhale. And that'll be about a 25-minute journey where I'll have different music and vocal cues pending on the topic. And then there will be a 10-minute meditation. And we usually do some sort of 
visualization or subconscious reprogramming during that time. And then we come out and we'll do some shares. So it's powerful when you do it um, on your own in a private session or when you do it in a group community session for different reasons. I think with private sessions, they can be a bit more customized. So if you're going through a specific breakup, if there's a friendship that you're working through, if there's a career goal you have, obviously I can then cue specifically for those things to trigger um, any memories or emotions to come out. But there's also something to be said about doing it with a community because it provides such a safe space and it just provides a different energy where people know that they're supported and there's other people going through the same experience as they are. And that can actually help people go a lot deeper. And then obviously the integration of it and knowing that, you know, there's a room full of people that just were rocked in the same (laughs) way that you were, um, can be deeply healing. Mm, Yeah, definitely. And do you see kind of a difference in the demographics between men versus women? Are are women more open to this um, or has it kind of just been, you know, not something noticeable to you? I'm just curious. I think that's been one of the most surprising things on my journey is my audience is 50-50. Wow. I had the same amount of private male clients as I do female clients. And in my group community classes, you usually will see a pretty even split as well, which is surprising. Um, and I think that's, that's one of the differences with breathwork and meditation too, is because it's so physical, you know, something is happening. You feel the energy moving throughout your body. And I think that's something that guys kind of need (laughs) to buy in, um, to kind of start their maybe self-exploration journey. It's just so effective from the go that people kind of get addicted to it. Um, and they just become more curious to it. And that's a selling point for men. I had this one uh, group class where it was for the high performance lifestyle retreat and they just got out of a Navy SEALs workout. So I'm talking about like some very physically and mentally fit men and a couple of women in there too. And they came to my breathwork class and they were like, oh, is this like a meditation? <laughs> and, and I was like, no, not quite. Uh, and you know, after 30 minutes, you have these huge like jacked guys just bawling their eyes out and finally releasing all this anxiety and emotion that they've just had to carry and be so strong. And it was so just cathartic for everyone. And they bonded so much and they had this safe space to be vulnerable. And now they love it. You know, they promote me, they support me <laughs> come to other classes. So it's a practice that really resonates for men and women. Mm, wow. Wow. And uh, Francesca, when I first did breath work, I realized, you know, how much I didn't know how to really, really breathe. And I think that's probably true for most people, how shallow our breath is. And, um, you know, personally, I actually do breath work every morning. um, And whenever I find myself in a bad space or if I'm in, in a negative space, I do breath work and I'm like, okay, I didn't, I don't even need to intellectualize what is going on. I just move it out. Um, so I, I think it's incredibly powerful. Um, so I'm really excited to, to share this practice with, with people, but I'm, I'm wondering if that's something that's come up to just, um, the realization that like, we're not really taught anywhere in life how to breathe. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's wild, isn't it? And I think even when you tell people, Hey, your breath is connected to your emotion and they're like, what? I'm like, just notice when you're feeling anxious, you're breathing really shallow into your chest 
when you're feeling calm, it's a lot slower, it's a lot deeper. And if you can't change your thought or change your emotion, try to start by changing your breath and your physiology and see how that starts to slow down and impact your heart rate. Um, we aren't taught (laughs) that we have this ability to emotionally regulate with this powerful life force that everybody has access to. It's just so untapped and so undiscovered. That's why, you know, I'm grateful to be here talking to you and bringing awareness to this, that this is really a superpower, not just to regulate our physiology, but to manage our psychology. Um, and really it does come down. It is as simple as these breathing techniques. Francesca, uh, was there a kind of like big event that placed you on this path? And I know, you know, in your bio and from what I know about you, you had a very, um, like maybe like big, uh, life course correction where you were doing something very different, uh, for 10 years and then moved onto the spiritual path. Um, so I'm really curious if you could share with us what that journey was like for you and yeah, like what, maybe what event or catalyst or person maybe um, pushed you on this path? Or was it just kind of like a day where you, you became more curious? I think it was a series of events. I, you know, I was a really, again, I was a really intense New Yorker. I worked really hard in the advertising marketing space. And I'm talking like, I would wake up at 5am. I would go to, I would pop Adderall, I'd go to a boxing class. Then I'd go to hot yoga class. Then I'd go to the agency and I'd put in like a 14 hour day. I'd get out down a bottle of wine, maybe go out and then do it again. Like my (laughs) life was really intense and I was burning out you know, and with good reason. (laughs) And I think I remember getting the promotion on Google as an account director. And I remember that's all I really wanted to be at the top agency on the biggest brand, you know, in the best city in the world. And I thought that I would just feel so amazing when I got there. And instead I was just like, Oh God, I have to keep working at this pace. (laughs) How am I going to do this? (laughs) And I thought maybe it was the career change that I needed. So I went from agency life to client side and I was working on the global marketing team at Bacardi and it was quite glamorous for a little while. We had like, you know, our CEO had the private jet and there was a company condo in Bermuda and I was flying business class around the world and doing these multi-million dollar shoots. And it just took a couple of months too, for me to burn out, you know, with the global schedule and being on calls all day, all night. And then I thought, I think it's New York. It must be New York. I'm burnt out. So I moved to San Francisco and I tried to do the tech thing. And I thought, oh, I'll do something more entrepreneurial. This will bring me more fulfillment. This will bring me more meaning. It'll give me more autonomy. And it honestly just got worse because now I didn't have my comfort zone. I didn't have my distractions. I didn't have my parties. And being in San Francisco really started forcing me to go in. When you don't have all the external distractions to kind of numb you out, You have nowhere to go, but inwards. So I started staying home and reading more. And I came across, you know, one of the most powerful books that there are, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And I had what he calls a radical awakening. And it was literally in the first, like maybe chapter. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not my thoughts. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm observing my ego. I'm doing it. It's happening in real time. (laughs) I just need to be more present and stop living in the future and the past. And this was such a freeing moment. Like that was really like to learn to be in the present moment was a game changer. And 
I was so fascinated after that book, you know, he recommends reading Living in the Light by Shakti Gawan. Mm. And, and in that book, she says, we need to act on our intuition. We, right now, we're just so logical. We're always following our mind, what we think we know, and we need to listen to our body. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try this. <laughs> <laughs> and my body was just screaming to go to Bali. I just wanted to go to Bali so badly. It was the only thing that was like lighting me up inside. So I booked a one-way ticket to Bali. I signed up for this seven-day breathwork retreat, not knowing what it was, thinking it was going to be like meditation or yoga. Um, and I went feeling very self-aware, feeling like, you know, I've been in therapy. I've read some books. I'm pretty aware of my behavior patterns and my daddy issues. And I went into breath work and it just exposed this level in my sub subconscious that I had no idea. I was so beyond disconnected to my core and who I was. And I remember this one session where I just kept visualizing myself in this flowy red dress, like in a grass field next to a gong. And I was like, <laughs> that is not the girl in New York that is like partying it up at, you know, on Sunday, fun day. So I was like, okay, I think, I think there's a lot more to explore here. And so I just went and session after session was just breakthrough insight moment, event, memory that was unraveling how I had developed this identity and the coping mechanisms that I had. And it was just breaking me open. And it was so raw and so emotional and so beautiful that how could I stop? And how could I not introduce more people to this? It wasn't even that I had set out to teach. I was just like, everyone needs to explore this and understand how disconnected we are and how much more there is, um, in this life. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of unfolded from there. Really, really interesting. I also, by the way, moved from New York to San Francisco. <laughs> um, so that's a very similar, yeah, uh, path. Um, wow. Super interesting. And I, you know, I'm, I'm interested in this, the seven day breath work course. Yeah. Um, do you think that it was the, Actually, I have two questions. One is um, creating a safe space and a container for people. You know, how does, how has that kind of, how does that shape the sessions for people to have breakthroughs? Um, so that's my first question. And my second is, do you need like something that is, you know, seven days or so, you know, non or consecutive days of deep breath work to have that kind of transformation? I know that, you know, you offer different courses and classes, um, but I'm just kind of curious, like what the the sort of difference would be in in breakthroughs, and like maybe it's just a matter of the amount of time you want to spend in a certain emotional space or state, um, whether you yeah. want to go all in or <laughs> yeah. go gently. <laughs> I'll answer the second question first um, because I think it leads to the first question. So, in terms of frequency. I think going seven days back to back was insanely intense. <laughs> and I was in a private retreat. So it was 10 days of processing my feelings and emotions and then going into 60 minute sessions and just like bawling and releasing and screaming and crying. So it was wild. I don't necessarily recommend that for everybody. Um, I don't know that everybody even necessarily needs to do it in that way. Um, I love efficiency. So kind of going in there and clearing a lot of the deep stuff out like that, that really worked in my favor. But I do think it's extremely important to have a consistent 
breathwork practice. Like everything else in life, consistency, repetition, that is key to develop and master skill, especially when it comes to your own self-awareness and your own emotional regulation. Um, so I don't, I don't think it needs to be, you know, back to back to back, but it definitely needs to be something consistent to me, adding breath work, you know, into my schedule. That's a lifestyle. That's a conscious, you know, decision to stay clear, to commit to growth, to commit to really understanding ourselves and know ourselves on a deeper level and what really motivates us and making more intuitive decisions. Um, so I recommend starting once a week, starting once a week at least. And so that's why I kind of struggle with these once, once a month, you know, Mm. community classes. Cause I'm like, it's not enough, Mm. but I want people to get a taste of it. I want to introduce people to it. So I'm definitely still working on different mechanisms of when I, how I can make breathwork more accessible for people. Right now, what I've developed is a 12-week course where you do have a community, which I'll get into that because that's just been completely life-changing. Um, but the frequency of that is giving people 12 different breathwork sessions that is in this sort of chronological order of releasing subconscious blocks and healing childhood wounds to the second month being more about accessing flow state and creativity to discover our purpose. And then month three is about up-leveling relationships. And I give the people, I give, you know, everyone in that course, the videos and the sessions so that they can continue to do breathwork on their own and pick the topic that they need at any given time. And I think that I'm really proud of curating it in the way that I think a lot of people need and covering all the different sort of issues or traumas um, or states that we could all use. So that's kind of on frequency, I would say consistently. Um, But in terms of holding a safe container, that's so important. I mean, to, to go into these deep emotions is not easy. It's painful. Like you've, you know, from your own breathwork sessions, like sometimes we're facing parts of ourselves that are not pretty. And it's hard to go in and feel some of those feelings again. It's hard to go into the darkness, you know, but it's necessary to get to the light. And we can kind of stay at the surface and we can skate by not really being fully aware of how some of those events have shaped our personalities, or we can go in there and we can pull out the weeds for good and feel that self-compassion for our resilience, for our fortitude on this journey and get to a lighter place of compassion and clarity. So I'm very aware of that because I've gone through, (laughs) I mean, countless, countless journeys of where I've, you know felt some of those deepest feelings of shame or guilt or sadness or grief and gotten to the other side. So I try to be really mindful of that with my students and with my clients. I will say I I uh, am still working on fully embodying that type of compassion and empathy because I am just kind of like, okay, let's go, let's get through or you're going to get to the other <laughs> side. You're going to feel a lot better. So just do it. And, um, creating, you know, a little bit more of a patient, warm space, but that's what the community also kind of does too, is everyone's kind of, there just supporting each other. Cause we know what we all just went through. And so they have, you know, the support and the compassion and the, and they can bounce ideas and insights off of one another when there's, you know, a group involved. 
Mm, yeah, that's powerful. And I think also it requires like a level of personal courage to be able oh, to yeah. go into that space. Yeah. Uh, Francesca, what kind of person usually comes in to do breath work? Um, I, you know, I think for a lot of people who might have anxiety or insomnia, they get recommended, you know, this kind of work. But I'm curious if there are people who are just curious about it or who, you know, maybe are mentally, you know, mentally well and, you know, fine, but could just still go deeper. And so the question really is like, is breath work for anyone and everyone? Or it, would you say that it's geared more for people who are going through certain, you know, phases in their life? Breathwork is for everyone. Breathwork is for everyone. So while yes, on a physiological level, people that have anxiety, that have high levels of stress, that have suffered from depression, they should absolutely be doing this because this is a way to purify your nervous system on a cellular level. So it just makes a lot of sense to explore this modality. But people who are just looking to improve, who are looking to be better versions of themselves, who are just curious, who want to be more self-aware, the types of people that I gravitate towards or that gravitate towards me are usually high achievers. And a lot of times they're athletes because they just have a level of commitment and discipline that can now be applied into another category of their lives. And such an important one that will help them take off in relationships, career, friendships, you know, self-mastery. So while everyone can benefit from breathwork because you can just do it on so many topics and get so many different insights across the board, whether you just want an hour of self-care and peace, or you want to understand how to be more patient with your child and be a better mom or dad, or you just want to be more loving and compassionate to your partner, or you want to figure out how to get to the next level of your career, what's blocking you, how to get more creative. There's something for everybody in breathwork. I definitely enjoy working, you know, with the people who I think are are sort of those go-getters because like you said, it takes courage to do this deep work. And the ones who do it consistently and keep kind of going in there and facing the shadow and getting to the other side, they're going to get the most out of it. And that's sort of the one, the ones that really light me up. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And uh, Francesca, can you talk about, I mean, you said, you know, you work with a lot of different types of people. You work with a lot of athletes. Can you tell me or tell us some stories of healing and transformation? Like what have you seen? that has been really remarkable in the time that you've been doing this with your clients? Oh, I mean, the stories I've heard, my whole body has goosebumps right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're just endless, to be honest. So there's been stories of people recognizing the void of where their alcohol addiction comes from. And when you get to that root and you dissipate that emotional charge, that's that's the shift that creates sustainable behavior change. So I've had people that have understood, you know, the root of their infidelity and where they weren't feeling valued and how to give that to themselves so that they're no longer chasing that external high. I've had people who were trying to understand why they're blocked to getting to the next level of their success and realizing that it's, you know, a subconscious belief because mom said you weren't good enough, or there was subconscious feelings of sexual shame that were preventing them from getting to the next level. So the breakthroughs that I've seen and I've witnessed are, I mean, they're out of this world and it's usually not the thing you think it is. 
And breathwork helps you go almost like several level, levels deeper to really cleanse it out from the root. So whether they were in a pattern of toxic dynamics and finally found the self-love to attract a whole partner, or they were somebody who was just kind of sitting on their talent and potential and then finally got the courage to go live out their dream. I mean, I've seen it all. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's really, really awesome. Wow. Francesca, I mean, I think you kind of answered this question already, but I, you know, want to be more maybe specific. Why do you think this subject is so important and why has it, because, you know, breathwork has been around for a long time, but I think over the last couple of years, it's been much more popular. And I think like, at least, you know, in California, it seems like a lot of people are opening their minds to uh, the power of breathwork. Um, so why do you think that this subject is important now more so than ever? And and why do you think it's gaining so much popularity? Well, I think that, I think people are starting to understand that self-awareness and emotional regulation are superpowers. Those are really two of the things that are going to take you to the next level. So even if you're a high-performing CEO that understands leadership and organization and efficiency and networking, when you tap into breath and you can realize where your blocks are, where you can improve, and then you clear that to get to another level of clarity, I mean, that's really profound. So to see people being able to use the breath not only to heal, not only to become more aware, but to start to reach new levels of potential and not only reach new levels of potential, but to actually discover what their life purpose is, what they're meant to do in this lifetime and have the courage to go pursue that. I think when people get a dose of that, when they get a small experience of that and then they tell their friends and then their friends come in and then, I mean, that's where the ripple and the curiosity and sort of the advocacy I think has been stemming from. And while breath has been around, I think, you know, notoriously it's really been known more for this is how we can regulate our nervous system. This is how we can calm ourselves down. This is how we can maybe be more centered, be more present. But now people are starting to explore with breath, with maybe hypnotherapy, with maybe visualization, with maybe subconscious reprogramming, all of these different modalities are starting to come to the surface. And the more we make these unique connections, we're learning that we can create our own reality. We can manifest the things that we want. And breath is an accelerator to get you there because it'll identify your blocks and it'll get you in a deep theta state so that you can start to reprogram what it is that you want to create or whatever that limiting belief is that's been holding you back and visualize it so that you can start to amp up your magnetic field and attract it to you. So people are just starting, we're just starting to scratch the surface of how powerful um, breath work really is. And I think the more information that's out there from all levels, from a physiological level, from a psychological level, from a neurological level, like it's bringing forth more curiosity. And then you have, you know, teachers like me who are so curious and reading about everything and trying to find, you know, the most effective, you know, combinations to curate these deep experiences. People are going to be hooked <laughs> and they're going to keep exploring until, until you've transcended the behavior, until you have what it is that you want in your life. So I always tell my students, I'm like, until you are fully living your purpose, you are feeling that abundance, you are giving, you are being of service, until you are open in love, like your broken heart is just completely <laughs> open and to give and receive love, then we still have work to do. Mm, yeah. Wow. Francesca, do you feel like 
since your life is in, it seems like very much in alignment um, and on your life purpose and path, do you feel like you are slowing down breathwork for yourself or do you feel like you're still putting as much time into this modality. I'm just curious, like, you know, do you kind of, what's the word, like dial back the the speed um, of this modality at certain intervals in your life or have you just sort of kept with it? Oh no, there's no, there's no slowing down for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, and like, I love waking up and doing breath work every morning. I can't wait to drop into my session. Um, you know, there's definitely some weeks where I'm like, okay, I know I'm really emotionally triggered. I'm really blocked. This one's not going to be as fun. Um, and that maybe I won't look forward to as much, but I also know what's coming on the other side of that. So it makes it sort of worth it for me. Um, I'm also still experimenting, you know, it's like all the work I do on myself is what I realize that I need. And therefore there's other people that are going to need that. So how do I curate the right vocal cues, put together the right music combination, bring the right emotions to the surface to allow other people's to have this deep release and to get closer to the life that they want. So for me, all the deep work I do on myself and all the self-experimentation I do I'm committed to that, not just for my growth, but also so that I can facilitate those experiences for other people. Mm. Now, my my daily practice is much more of getting into flow state and using breath work for clarity. So I will, you know, read some passages or I will start to brainstorm different ideas or I will look at content or I will look at partnerships or I will look at what's culturally relevant. And then I'll go into a session so that I know where I want to take my business next. And then, you know, when I get into a fight with my boyfriend, I'm like, all right, their inner child needs healing today. So I'll go into that session. (laughs) Amazing. And so you have different, like you said before in the 12-week course, you have different sessions for different themes, you know, kind of, yeah, got it. Super interesting. Wow. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of uh, folks interested in signing up for this 12-week course after this conversation. And Francesca, What sort of things have surprised you on this journey? I mean, I feel like I'm surprised daily. (laughs) I'm so surprised (laughs) every day. I think one of the biggest surprises is just understanding how interconnected everything is. Because I remember having resistance to doing relationship work because I was doing so well in business and I kind of didn't want to put any effort or stir the pot over in that area. And then I realized that if I didn't, I was blocking abundance. I was blocking my finances. I was blocking the next level. So you have to heal the different parts of your life to transcend all the parts of your life because it really is all connected. And I find that with my students too. They're like, I had a really great, great childhood. Like I'm good. Well, let's see. Let's see when we go into breath. And then they're like, I was alone. Like my mom left me alone all the time. I'm like, I know. So uh, I'm always, I'm always kind of surprised with how aware we think we are and then what our subconscious reveals to us. Um, and then just, yeah, what some of the blocks are and the root of them just aren't always linear and don't seem like a direct correlation. But when you really dig and you really process and you really integrate, which is why I think having a coach or even a community is so helpful to kind of have you say, okay, what came up? What did you see? What were the colors? What were the symbols? What was the emotions? What was the memory? Okay. What was your intention? How do we tie it back? Some of the connections are really profound. Mm. Some of the connections are really profound. Yeah. Wow. You just reminded me too, cause I do breath work every day, but I realized that I was not setting an intention. Um, oh. so 
Yeah. So that's a, re- a reminder. I mean, I think it's just like an overall well-being, but not like a specific intention. So I'm going to challenge you then to not, I'm going to challenge you to not set a generic intention. Like, I don't want you to go into breathwork and say, I want to be more present today, or I want to be more compassionate today. I want you to get really specific. Like, Mm. what was the last thing that triggered you? What was a conversation that made your heart skip a beat? What is the thing that you want next in your life? If it's a romantic partner, if it's a promotion, if it's, you know, to be really kind to your mom when you go home for the holidays, be really specific and then trigger yourself in your breath work. See it, visualize it and let that come up. Or else you're just kind of doing more general like purification, which is beautiful. Like definitely cleanse your nervous system, cleanse your heart, cleanse your mind. But when you get really deliberate, really focused, you'll get a new level of insights and it'll be different every single day. Wow. Super interesting. Wow. My intention is that Gateways to Awakening will be the number one spirituality show (laughs) globally. That's the... (laughs) Amazing. So when you go into breathwork, ask the universe to show you how. And stay present with it because it's not always like a one and done. There will be steps. There will be layers. Maybe it's that you have to cultivate more of your speaking ability. Maybe it's that you have to partner with this person. Maybe it's that you have to promote through this channel. Maybe you have to get more creative on this topic. Your intuition in the universe will give you answers, will give you pings. You have to listen to them and then you have to act on them. Mm. But Yeah. Just shoot me an email tomorrow after you do your (laughs) session on that and let me know what ideas came up because you will get new insights and new ideas. Francesca, if if we become the number one show globally, I'm going to roll out the red carpet for you. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) It's all possible. You create your reality. So... Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, I will definitely, I will definitely set that intention and continue to set that intention. So thank you. And I, I'm, I'm really just passionate about getting, uh, similar to you, getting, getting all these modalities out to as many people as possible and helping raise up the collective consciousness, because I think that's what we all, we all need as a, as a global community to move forward with everything that's going on, especially now. So, yeah, I think when, when you originally reached out and I was like, oh, I'm not sure, you know, whatever, what the opportunity is. And then I read that raising the collective consciousness. I was like, oh, she's so aligned with me. Like that is exactly, (laughs) I say that all the time that, you know, that's part of my purpose is to spread consciousness. And you're giving such a beautiful vehicle for that and introducing people to different tools, you know, so that they can start to explore whichever one resonates with them. But I definitely think breath is, it's universal, it's accessible to everyone, and it will provide such profound insights, whether the thing that motivates you is career or love or self or child. Um, So there's definitely something for everyone in this practice. Amazing, Francesca. And I think it's also just exciting for anyone to, you know, kind of think about life in terms of possibilities, right? Like there's so many possibilities for what we can achieve and and what our lives can become. Um, and I just love that breath work is like you said, accessible to everyone, right? Like it doesn't really matter where, what's going on physically for the most part, um, you know, what, what's happening in your life. I think we can all even just take a, a break and do this, even if it's midday, earlier in the day, later in the day. Um, I will say it has been hard to do breath work when I'm visiting a friend or staying with a friend. <laughs> They're like, what, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> so I know, I know the feeling. I, I think my partner and I went like away to Santa Barbara, um, for our one year anniversary and we woke up and I was like, 
can you go take a walk? Cause I'm not going to skip a day. My, <laughs> my practice. <laughs> and he does it with me now often too, but we have to, we have to figure out, you know, we have to find the time and the space to make it work. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so Francesca, just last couple questions. Um, can you recommend any books or resources for our audience to read or check out some maybe books that were really uh, big influences in your life in the world of breath work, or it doesn't have to be breath work, just books that you can recommend. Um, and then also um, where people can find you and learn more about you right after that. So links and yeah. yeah. So books that I would recommend for breathwork specifically, I recommend Just Breathe by Dan Brule. He is the master and pioneer of breath for 45 years, and he also um, teaches in the world of high performance. He provides a variety of different techniques. Again, if you're looking to regulate, if you're looking to self-soothe, if you're looking to energize, that book is my breath Bible. And it's a very easy, simple read. Um, in terms of the book I'm feeling called to share more about, um, I mentioned briefly, is Living in the Light by Shakti Gawan. I feel like a lot of your listeners are curious. So if anyone is feeling curious or like they're in a transition or they're just feeling unfulfilled, you know that there's something more, you don't quite know what it is, that book is a great start to kind of start to tune in to yourself and how to access your own intuition, your own inner guidance, and kind of follow the cues to get into alignment and on the right path. So again, that's Living in the Light by Shakti Gawan. And then if you're more spiritually advanced, I would definitely say Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, just brilliant neuroscientist and talks about quantum physics and epigenetics and how he really beautifully merges spirituality and science to help us understand how we can affect our energy and create our reality. So those would be my top three recommendations for books. And then as far as where you can find me, you can learn more about breathwork through my website, which is francescasitma.com and follow me on Instagram. I'm always posting, you know, new insights, um, new learnings and new classes and workshops. So it's just at Francesca Sitma on Instagram. Amazing. And we'll include all those in the show notes for sure. So um, if you didn't write that down, we will also include it. Um, and Francesca, what do you want to tell our listeners as a last takeaway about their health and wellness? What's sort of your main yeah, philosophy? Um, my main philosophy is that we are in control of our own reality. I think that everybody has the power and the ability to create the life that we want, regardless of what circumstances were given to you. We have the power and the ability to shape that, to learn from that, to grow from that, to find the positive in that, to become more resilient, to, to persevere, and to do the thing that we were set out in this life to do. And I truly believe after exploring around the world and with so many different modalities, breath work is the catalyst for the life that you want. When we can use breath to clear out suppressed emotions, but also become really attuned to ourself and also get the universe's support to lead us on that path, it is transformative. I can speak to it from my own life, from my clients, from my students' lives. Um, it is just an extremely powerful, life-changing practice, and I really invite you all to try it. 
Amazing, Francesca. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, this was such a great conversation. I feel like I learned a lot about breathwork and I've been doing breathwork for a long time. So, you know, it was a lot of <laughs> new material for me to really think about. And I'm sure that there's a lot more questions that our audience has. So, um, you know, again, uh, we'll list Francesca's uh, information in the show notes so you can reach out to her. And if you want to join one of the 12-week courses, we'll also include that as well. Um, so thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me and for the work that you're doing for the world. Thank you. Thank you, Francesca. And for our audience, thanks for joining and for listening. In this episode, we learned about the power of breathwork to transform your life, remove toxins, and promote vitality with Francesca Sipma. And you can tune in to Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one conversations with leading experts in wellness and spirituality. Thanks again.